0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray, and I'm your host. And today I am joined by our mentor director, Haley Lucas. Hi there. And today we are going to continue on our conversation a little bit from last week, where we talked about um, taking feedback or evaluations as a player and turning that into setting goals or what we consider habits, um, for this new year it's 2022 it's the second week we hope that you're motivated I know it's a weird time I've seen a lot of memes I'm sure you too have seen them Haley where it's just like 2022 is just an extension of 2021 Everybody is still dealing with COVID and all of the the normal frustrations that we've been in in the last two years um, but I think that um, what I noticed in the last week was a lot of people trying to set set goals and set resolutions and I go towards maybe more of a negative realm of just like some of that is a little unrealistic um I think the intention is wonderful to want to start fresh I have no problem with that um but I feel like it's it's just unrealistic and this is from somebody who used to do this I used to write uh goals and and resolutions how about you what do you think
1: I am always been someone who sets resolutions, but yeah, I think it lasts maybe the first couple of weeks and then we get a little less disciplined just because we set the standard incredibly high, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but we make it difficult on ourselves to uphold those standards and those goals that we've set for ourselves.
0: Exactly. And I think we do what what a lot of youth players and even collegiate players do is we we be, we set very general resolutions. Like I wanted... um you know, lose 20 pounds is like, you know, there's always the gym memberships and all the different weight loss things happening in January. And it's like, those are great goals, but they're general, they're large. And a lot of the time we lose it after a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and in the past few years, just learning from my own experience, the more, um, the more detailed I've become on what I would like to change and the more time I give myself, has resulted in and more success. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, after my third child, I had my third child in 2016, and I knew it was my last baby, so I basically ate ice cream every day, and um, <laughs> and I kept on some of that baby weight for about 18 months, and then I started to really want to get back in shape and and be the body type that I was before, and it was the first time where I was like, you know what, I can't. I can't like diet the way I've always dieted. I can't, you know, I have to be realistic about it. And so I I actually joined Weight Watchers that year and Weight Watchers taught me about habits, about how it's less about the numbers and less about um, what you're eating all the time and more about the consistency of what you're trying to do and giving yourself time. And I was able to lose the, the weight, but it took me four months. Um, And that consistency was hard, but you do see that growth over time. Um, And so this year I'll tell everybody my, I didn't set a resolution, I did not set a goal. I set um, a focus on a habit. Um, I tend to be the type that goes grocery shopping when I'm hungry and I don't ever write lists. I walk through the grocery store and I decide while I'm shopping what I'm gonna cook that week. It takes me forever and I end up probably spending like a hundred dollars more than I normally would. And so my habit for 2022 that I wanted to change was, um, making lists. That's all I said to myself. I'm going to make a list for my grocery shopping and that's tiny, but that actually has impacts that will, that will be larger, um, going forward. And so I think, um, I, I bought a little notebook for a dollar at the, at Target and I, uh, it's just for food planning. And so um, I have post-its in it where I write down, I write down the meals for the week and then I write down the list of what I need for those meals. And then I can pull those post-its out and take them with me to the grocery store. And it's literally 10 minutes of my week where I'm sitting down to plan, but one that that has the benefit of saving money. It's going to have the benefit of my children and family having uh, more healthy options for eating because I don't, won't get in the habit of door dashing all my meals, which happens by Thursdays. And um, so it has longer impacts later. And so um, my point is, (laughs) in all this long story, is, um, you know, picking something really detailed that you want to work on, that's a habit, that can be consistent, that can um, have impacts in other aspects of life. So, how about you? Give me
1: your personal. What's your goals for year? Uh, um, yeah, so I, like I said, I kind of start out with a lot of goals usually. This year, I think I've tried to just be more simple. That's been a goal is to just kind of move away from having those long lists of resolutions and more making decisions on what makes me happy a little bit more. I think that it's easy to get caught in a Routine of doing things that you think are expected of you rather than what you actually um, enjoy doing or things that make you happy. So, doing that a little bit more, which is helping my mental health and that I don't stress out as much. Um, I'm a little bit calmer. I'm definitely someone who tends to overthink things. So, just kind of bringing it back to basics and being a little bit more simple is it's not necessarily super specific, but. It is in the fact that it's something I think about before the decisions that I make. Um, And it helps me make decisions that are a little bit easier, simpler. um, And that is kind of the overarching goal. And then in practice, a little bit more things I'm doing is really making sure that um, I have everything organized in my Google calendar, which I'm usually very good at, but I think something I look back on reflecting on 2021, I think towards the end of the year, you can tend to get loose in your habits a little bit. And so the new year to me isn't necessarily becoming a new person, but it's just kind of being more disciplined in what you're already really good at. So getting back in those habits of making sure that I'm staying very organized um, and little things like that. So nothing super specific, I guess, but they are kind of more just principles of how I would like to bring myself back to being the disciplined person that I am.
0: And I love how what you're talking about are are simple, small things that have larger impacts. And I think um, this whole conversation is not to deter the people that do have resolutions or goals. Those are wonderful things to attain and try for and and find success with. But I think what we're trying to uh, let people know is ultimately a goal or a resolution or whatever you want to call it, it's setting an intention of something that you want. But knowing that there is a process to get there, and our focus at Female Footballers is more about the habits that have to do with that process, because if it's not something that you're used to doing, like you want to, you know, if you set a large intention or a large resolution, and you're not used to the habits that it takes or the consistency that it takes, if it's not enjoyable for you it's going to be really hard to attain that. And so what we're saying in this podcast is more about focusing on what are those consistent habits that we can put time and effort into that are going to have the results of those resolutions. And so like you heard Haley just say, it's, it's about being really simple, but that simplicity can have a huge impact on all the other things that you're talking about. So if we're relating this to soccer, maybe we can give some examples of what we mean because we're um, this is all a bit like theory-based. I know my grocery store was, was my example outside of soccer where it's something very little, 10 minutes of my week, uh, one small focus, but it has impacts in other areas. Um, I mean, I think juggling could be an example in the soccer world. I think a lot of youth players ages 10 to 14, that's a focus uh, in their individual games that they know they can do at home. During the pandemic, that was a large focus for players to be doing stuff like that in their backyard. Um, but it might be uh, one tiny aspect of technical skills, right? But it's, it's a habit that is doable. um, And it's just really setting time aside to do it, and making it part of your routine. And um, yeah, what do you what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think is from the technical part of it, Make sure it's something you enjoy. If you don't like juggling, but you like dribbling through cones, do that. Like, do something that helps make you better, but it's something that you actually enjoy doing. Because for me, juggling is fine. I like it a lot more now. But when I was younger, it wasn't my favorite thing to do. And setting a goal of doing so many juggles per day, if it's not something that you're actually going to be able to stick to or something that you enjoy doing, it's going to be a goal that maybe doesn't get seen through. So making sure that it's something that you enjoy doing. I think another example in athletics, this might apply to older players, but also younger is restricted eating. We know we need to eat healthy, but it's okay to have um, ice cream and in moderation in those things and actually enjoy what you're doing. Athletics doesn't need, it is a grind and it's hard, but you can find areas of it, of the game, of your nutrition, of the Mental side that you enjoy doing, and it will only reward you the longer you're able to incorporate those habits.
0: Absolutely, a lot of the reason that we talk about habits um, as opposed to intentions and resolutions has to do with some of the research that we do at female footballers, um, and one of those uh, pieces of research is uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, highly recommend people to read it. Um, he talks about how to create good habits and he gives four laws um, that he feels are necessary for people to incorporate to have and create a good habit. So the first one is making it obvious. The second is making it attractive. The third is making it easy and the fourth is making it satisfying. So when you were just talking about if you don't enjoy doing it, I think that's the obvious and attractive kind of mixed together where you know, don't pick something that you can't stand doing. You know, I used to, um, I know this sounds ridiculous, but as a player and a person, I've never been great at drinking water. And I remember um, my coaches in cl- college and stuff like that, like, God, you need to be more hydrated. And they would even give us the, the Gatorade goo at halftime. I couldn't spam that kind of stuff. Anything like, you know, that was supposed to have electrolytes, I just didn't want it, <laughs> which is ridiculous in hindsight. But, um, I would every year be like, I'm going to drink more water. And that was like my resolution. And it was just so unrealistic for me because I don't like water. I only like water when I'm playing soccer and you run off the field and you're hot and sweaty and you want cold water. But like, I don't like water. So um, that was not a great choice for me, right? But there are ways to to find those needs that are going to make you a better player, incorporating them, but it's finding how to make it attractive to you right? So like you said, with juggling, pick something that's also a technical skill that might not be juggling, right? Um, So yeah, so the first one was making it obvious. Um, James Clear suggests putting up, um, writing it down, putting it up on a wall, writing it in a planner, um, post-its. Have you ever done that before, Haley?
1: Yeah, I'm a big mirror post-it person, whether that's um, goals, like in re- the past resolutions have been up there, which I think if you do set resolutions, which if you do great and it works through, you, that's awesome. Putting them up in front of me really helped. Like sometimes I'd have a resolution that was like floss every day because no one likes to floss, but it's like something that you need to do. So even if it's something silly like that in the bathroom, like having that up there, um, that helped make it a lot more successful for a much longer period of time.
0: Totally, I hate flossing. So that's like, I need to be doing that, but I agree. I've done the post-it thing in the bathroom as well. Um, And I do think making it visible when I was a player, I put the evaluations, I think we talked about this last week on the wall. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. It really depends on how you're motivated. It didn't really help motivate me necessarily, Um, but I think putting, Putting any kind of um, how you feel about something up so that you can see it isn't necessarily a bad thing, as long as it is a motivating tactic, not something that's going to make you feel worse about yourself. Um, And it could just be that you write down your intentions. I used to write in the notes app on my phone, my resolutions, just to have them. The problem is I have to go into that app to see it. So it wasn't as visible. It wasn't as obvious. But even just the act of writing it down is a part of being obvious about it. Um, The second one was making it attractive, Um, and so I think that one, that one's tricky because a lot of the time we're choosing goals, intentions, whatever you want to call them, that we know we, like you said, I know I need to do this, but it's not fun, so it's like how do you make it more attractive? Um, I think setting small rewards for hitting those goals is important, so when I did Weight Watchers, um, you have to really stick to this point system and all of that. But I was one of those people that like, I love candy. I'm the the best. You're getting a lot of of me right now. I don't like water. I like (laughs) um, And so I think after I hit a certain weight, like I think I I lost 10 pounds, I let myself have a little bit of candy. And then I moved on and then I lost another 10 pounds. I let myself have um, candy. So it was like little rewards here and there. What do you think? Have you ever done that?
1: Yeah, it kind of made me think of something. I always bring this up on our podcast, but about getting even better at the things you're already good at. So even if some of your small habits and goals could be to work on something or accentuate something that you already do well, but really putting time into making it even better because for the most part, things that we're good at or things that we excel in, we enjoy doing. Um, So finding ways to continue to improve areas of that Um, can also make it more attractive if you know it will lead to a greater result um, that can be soccer or in life but um, continuing to make yourself stand out in those ways because I think like the new year new me thing is kind of crap like a lot of times you're really great last year and now we can just do some refining or some um, accentuating of certain things so that's kind of what I would focus on is just getting, like I mentioned with the planner stuff, like I'm a very organized person, but I think towards the end of the year, I was like, ah, I can chill a bit, but staying disciplined, doing those things that you're already good at is helpful.
0: Totally. And I love that you said the new year knew me is crap because I agree with you. And I think that's such a marketing tactic by people. And it, it implies what I don't like about it, especially for young women. It, it implies that who we were before was not good enough. And that's such a female thing to, to critique yourself and always feel less than. And I think that um, that's kind of why it's just improving upon the habits you've already instilled, creating or working on um, improving the ones that you you have and making them better is much healthier than saying that who you used to be wasn't enough or good enough. Um, so yeah, I am all about that. That's why the name of our upcoming clinic, clinic is New Year Better Habits and not uh, new year, new you, or anything like that, because it, it's just refining those, those habits for sure. Um, that third law he talks about is making it easy. I think this one's probably the hardest one for people because anytime you're really having to be disciplined, it doesn't feel easy. Um, and I think that also depends on um, your environment and and depending on what the goal is. But you know, I think what he means is Trying to make it more attainable, so so really breaking down the steps to get there is important, and creating an action plan. Uh, Colleen Hacker, who I'm obsessed with, she's a sports psychologist. She always talks about. Um, she doesn't like the the whole like goal setting words. She uses the words action plan, um, because I do think over time a lot of the words we use just. They get bad connotations I and mean, even the new year new you it's it's like a bad connotation now right so it's like um reframing some of those words to to have more of like a plan and setting setting the steps it's going to take to get there makes it easier right so smaller steps um so for me it was making my goals smaller it was like okay 10 minutes writing down a grocery list like that seems so simple but for me I had to break it down there. If I just said, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna plan my meals this year, which is what I used to do. I, I didn't have a way of doing that, but I went and bought a book. I, I figured out a system for myself and I promised myself 10 minutes a week. Like those are the, the action plan steps to get there. Yeah. Um, how are you gonna make yours? Cause yours are a bit more general. Um, have you thought about action plans to get there?
1: Um, At least for the, mine is almost more mindset oriented because that's something that I personally need to not improve on, but continue to grow in. Um, So before I make the big decision, or it doesn't even have to be a big decision, kind of figuring out why I am making that decision, I think as you do it towards the beginning of the year when it's a little bit newer in terms of, I will often make decisions based on um, not I guess, pleasing others, but making sure others are okay. And maybe that's not necessarily what I would want or what I would choose. Um, Kind of being more intentional about thinking about those things and understanding why I'm making those decisions before I do so that as time goes on, I'm just making the decision for me, I guess. And it can be very small things like choosing where you want to eat, which I don't really care about making that decision because to me, that doesn't actually affect my happiness that much. But whether it's um, larger decisions like job opportunities or potential school opportunities, um, thinking about those things um, from what makes me happy. What, am I grinding through this because it's going to lead to something that's important or because it's expected of me. So just being more conscious in thinking about it where before I think I would um I guess, succumb to that a little bit more. So being more intentional in my thoughts and the process of why I'm making decisions.
0: Yeah, I think that the hardest part of setting um, an intention a goal a resolution that has to do with your mental health or just your mentality overall is that it's not tangible. And I think for players uh, as young as 10, which is girls that we work with, it feels hard to work on mental skills as a resolution because it's not tangible. So um, I highly recommend when I've had this is journaling or writing things down, having a journal or taking the time to go for a walk and self-reflect because all of the stuff you're talking about in in setting a goal to get better at any type of mental skill, it's going to take self-awareness, which takes self-reflection, And a lot of the time writing those things down makes it feel more tangible. So if you're somebody who really needs that time to think about stuff um, and and make it easy or attractive or, or whatnot, we really do need to sometimes like write it down. And so that's what we help with at Female Footballers. We are constantly helping players work on bettering their habits with mental skills because it is such a hard thing to do. Uh, by yourself, And especially as a young player, even at the collegiate level, they don't uh, afford that much time and opportunity to refine mental skills within a program that feels tangible, you know, if if you're at a big school, maybe you're lucky enough to have a sports psychologist at your, at your, um, at your hands, but maybe not, you know, and it really depends on the funding of the schools and same with club systems, you know, some clubs can afford a mental skills trainer, but few and far between, it's maybe starting to pop up more. But again, if if you chose a a goal or resolution that has to do with a mental skill, that action plan is really important because if you don't have one, if you're not writing it down, if you're not taking the time to self-reflect, like it's just not going to happen, you know.
1: And I think the big thing is whatever that goal, the goal you have. I don't, I think that setting a a goal in the new year is great, like having goals, but your, your goal should not be to focus on achieving that goal just by going for it, but it is those little habits and what are the smaller steps that are going to get you to that goal. And that's where the habits really come in is like, okay, I'm not going to be able to become confident in 2022, just by saying I'm going to be confident, but There's little tiny things I can do. I can be kinder to myself. The words that I say to myself, I can, um, in soccer related, I can visualize myself playing well on the field. I can watch film of myself playing well and start to build my confidence in small little ways. And just the positive reinforcement of continuing to work on that habit every day, then it's no longer, habits are not supposed to be hard work at the end of the day, they're habits. And once you have practiced them enough, they become second nature and you can kind of move on to that next step. But I like to think of it as kind of like building blocks or a staircase, to that goal, you have to start at the first step and build your way up as you master them.
0: Absolutely. When you think of the reverse way, like we always talk about breaking bad habits, but for some reason, there's not as much talk about creating good habits. And Mm -hmm. the effort we put into breaking those bad habits is technically going to help us create better ones. But I do think that, um, you know, coaches even on the field will talk about, you got to break that habit of doing this, or even at female footballers on the mental side will say, you got to break the bad habit of negative self-talk or whatnot, but it's the focus needs to be on, well, what do I substitute that bad habit for? How do I, you know, how do I go forward with that? So if you are trying to work on confidence, for example, you have to be self-aware enough to know when you are talking negatively about yourself in your head and really Putting the effort, the habit is putting the effort into, you know, reframing that sentence for yourself and writing that down sometimes helps, and rememorizing it because that's, at the end of the day, a habit is, is doing something over and over again. So you have to know what you're replacing those things with, especially when it comes to the mental skills because it's all in your head, um, and the self-awareness piece is the first part of that. You have to be aware of what your bad habits are in order to fix them. And just what your tendencies are, you know, and I think a lot of coaches think that players at young ages aren't capable of that. I I, I strongly disagree with that. I think that if you can have a player at 11, 12, 13, creating good habits uh, on the field with their touch and their technical skill, they're just as capable with their mental skill. It's just, it's what you're putting your time into as a coach, too. You know, don't expect players to be mentally strong if you're not putting any time into helping them get there right um the last law he talked about was make it satisfying um which I think that one's kind of an interesting one meaning you know giving yourself that reward um or like you said um the the eating thing that you mentioned I think like you know making sure that you are that it's still satisfying like doing that habit it feels good. Keeping track of it. um, Feeling good that you're not, um, you know, skipping it, something like that. Right. Um, So for me, like Sunday, I I picked Sundays as the day to give myself 10 minutes and do my grocery shopping and all of that. And so um, it's, it's just being consistent. And I feel like after I did it the first week, I was like, oh, okay, I feel good. And I even did this week's last week just to get a head start cuz I know myself there's going to be a week where there's a crazy sunday and I don't have time so I'm trying to stay ahead of it right how about you how do you feel like you're going to make yours satisfying
1: for me just the act of completing something and doing it is satisfying to me and that's i think where it ties into the easiness of it if you're able to accomplish that little habit or that tiny goal on that day there's kind of a sense of accomplishment that you stuck to it and you did it so setting that up, um, for me, it's like once I more that self-awareness piece, um, when I catch myself, it's kind of a fun thing to catch yourself. Obviously, sometimes with the confidence conversation and catching yourself in negative self-talk doesn't always seem like that's the most positive thing, but just that act of recognition um, is something to be proud of yourself for because typically in those situations and in mine of trying to make certain decisions, it's not something my brain is naturally wired to do. So when I do catch myself, like that's a big deal. So kind of celebrating those little moments, um, I think is a nice way to, um, keep it satisfactory as well.
0: I think like who you choose to be around, you know, um, really can make and break some of these intentions or goals for yourself. And I know that growing up, um, Even in the last 10 years, I've always had like the weight in shape type of goal for the new year because after the holidays, you're always just, you're eating more and you're maybe not getting the chance to work out in the winter as much or whatever it is. And so I'd always set these goals and I feel like I would tell people and I'm telling them as my act of trying to hold myself accountable. And if somebody's response is, oh, good luck with that, or, oh my God, you're doing this again, which I've gotten a lot. Um, that's not somebody that you want to be sharing stuff with. You you want people to be in your corner. And even if you have to set, you know, preface the conversation with, look, I understand in the past I've set intentions that I haven't followed, but I really need help in having somebody to cheer me on. And I don't, I don't need you to hold me accountable and ask me or get down on me if I'm not following up, unless that's something that you want, obviously. But like, um, I just need... I, I just I need to feel like somebody's in my corner, and that's not a bad thing to prep this conversation with. And then, you know, that person can say like, "Great job! I'm I'm proud of you." And and having that reinforcement, if you're somebody that needs that, is important. Um, and knowing who's in your corner and who to talk about these things with is is a part of that self awareness piece. It's being aware of like that that part of the habits is. Um, it's it's not just what we do but it's what we pay attention to it's what we ingest it's what we read it's what we consume you know and so um putting yourself in a positive light with that is only going to help you
1: i saw this quote yesterday um and it's very close to what you just said but it's your diet because diet of course is a big new year's resolution Your diet is not only what you eat, it's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, and the people you spend your time with. Pay attention to what you feed your soul. And it it is very environmental. Like, I think we tend to go inward for a lot of these things and want to change ourselves, but maybe it's changing our environment, too, and having the recognition of, oh, well, it's not a problem with me. Maybe it's just the environment I'm putting myself in isn't the most conducive to my success.
0: Totally. And I think... um... I think that's the hard part is is staying disciplined with that when it's, it, even if it's, you know, you, like we said before, controlling the controllables on a team, you can't control who your teammates are, who your coach is, but knowing that if something like that doesn't feel like it's serving you to talk about your goals around people like that, then just don't, and people outside of that, and I think a lot of players in the last two years with COVID have struggled with balance and self-care and knowing... Other things outside of the sport that bring them joy. Um, when, you're, when you're trying to make these habits satisfying or attractive or easy, finding the other people in your life that builds you up amongst those, it might not be your teammate or your coach, you know, but finding those people is important or finding what feels good. And that's why people like to go to gyms because you're around all these other people. That are also working. That's why people join weight loss programs because it's other people to cheer you on, right? And this notion of on the mental side that we should be able to do it all on our own is pretty unrealistic. Um, but it's so much more helpful to be around people. That's why we play the sport, we like to be on a team, but sometimes it is our teammates and our coach might not be those people, and that's okay. Don't get mad at that and fault those people for that. This is your own journey. You have to be responsible for finding what works for you within your journey. And it's it's not set in stone that the the coach and the players on your team are gonna be those people all the time.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, finding those people maybe testing the waters a bit. And that can be difficult. It's vulnerable to put yourself out there, but um, the ultimate goal is to find a system that works for you, that's gonna help you accomplish what you wanna accomplish. So finding the people that'll help support you in that endeavor is
0: important absolutely and finding the things like she i love the what feeds your soul part of that quote because um what you choose to consume on online in books in music all that kind of stuff can really help so if you are looking for um some things to listen to or read atomic havoc is a great book um i highly recommend think again by adam grant um i'm not fully finished with it but um It's all about approaching goals, habits, everything with um, a little bit uh, less confidence, actually, and more humility and knowing that you don't know everything and how that can actually benefit you. Um, I personally love Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. Um, She's very realistic. She's not an expert by any means, but it feels like she's a friend who has your back. Um, So if you're needing that, I, I highly recommend listening to podcasts signing up for masterclass and finding, you know, different things that work for you on there. There's so many avenues of self-help. And if you're around people that are, you know, they're like, Oh, you're so self helpy that that's not your, your crew to discuss this stuff with. Right. I I personally don't think anything's wrong with trying to better yourself. Um, For sure. Do you have any books and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I was going to recommend this podcast. I think also sometimes we might think we have some problems when they're actually maybe very specific things like you're not eating enough, you're not drinking enough water, and that's why your mood is the way it is. So um, I would recommend the Huberman Lab podcast. Um, It's a Stanford neuroscientist who has a podcast where he's just using principles of neuroscience and kind of your physical... Um, body to help you improve your mood. So little things like going outside within an hour of when you wake up and just being in direct sunlight versus looking at your phone has a huge impact on your cortisol levels and mood regulation. So kind of thinking about if you're maybe struggling with um, mood problems or um, emotional issues, um, sometimes before we kind of go to that next step of maybe we need some medical intervention, really kind of setting that Maslow's hierarchy of needs and meeting those basic needs of, am I feeling myself properly? Am I drinking enough water? Am I staring at my phone right before I go to sleep and it's affecting my sleep habits? So it's a nice podcast of kind of making sure your basic needs are met and working on that physiological um, side before you're like something's wrong with me because probably there's something not and there could be but um just really helping set yourself up for the best scenario
0: absolutely um yeah and I think the more that you're aware of what you're consuming and I think young girls that feels I I often feel like when I work with teams or individuals I hear from teenage girls um frustrations with teammates or a coach or their parents or whatnot and they feel like they have zero control over anything and I do really think that it's the self-awareness to realize what you do have control over and how to create better habits in your environment is step one you know instead of putting it on everybody else and this person did this and this you know it's like bring it back to yourself figure out how you can create a better environment for yourself and, and work on these things on your own. Um, and that's what we're here for. That's, you know, it, we're an outside entity. We're not attached to a specific team or a program or club or anything. And that's what we're here for. We're here to work with girls on this kind of stuff. And we do the research needed and we're here to help. So um, we really hope that more people will reach out in 2022 and we can work with lots of girls to empower and, and make them feel. Like they do have control over their environments and their habits. So, any last thoughts? That's it. All right. Um, Well, everybody, if you're listening, we thank you so much. Um, We're going to continue on this theme of habits in January. We have a clinic coming up January 30th in the San Jose, California area. If you're local, check that out. Um, We also are going to be unveiling within the next week our um, mental mindset program, which is. Um, basically a culmination of all of our courses mixed into one. It's a 12-week program. Um, It's online, and you also get paired with a pro player so that you can work on all these types of things. We'll be unveiling that shortly. And then coming up soon in February, we are going to start talking with uh, coaches, and we're going to be working on our coaches corner where we kind of have a monthly session just for coaches to talk about some of the issues that they're seeing. Um, And then Haley, you're going to, we have a a college community meeting coming up at the either end of January, early February. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we're still um, finished finalizing that date, but yes, we will be um, focusing on that and it will be kind of related to this conversation of habits going into um, the new year and kind of what people are, college players are hoping to gain out of their entire experience, whether that's athletic or outside.
0: Awesome. All right. So stay tuned for a lot coming up with you, wonderful followers. We really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week.